Psalm. The other day I had to catch myself. <laughs> I put an S on it. Psalms. <laughs> Psalms. Amen. So it's an easy thing to do. Uh, sometimes you don't catch yourself. And, and really, I really never thought about it until it was pointed out to me. I was like, hold on. Yeah, there is no S on Psalms. <laughs> Amen. Psalm. The book of Psalm. Amen. And so uh, we, we thank God for the song here today. And we'll come back to some more here in a minute. But I want to uh, focus in on verses one oh Psalm one oh seven verses twenty one through thirty one we'll use. I may stop short for the sake of reading and come back to it. But the Bible says, Oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. He says, For his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing. He said that they go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, that uh, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commanded and raises the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves thereof. In 26, it says, they mount up the heavens, mount up to it the heavens, the Bible says, and they go down again to the depths of the sea, referring to the waves. He says, their soul is melted because of trouble. He says, they are real to and fro and stagger like drunken men or drunken man. He says, and are at the wit's end. Number 28, might as well finish. He says, and then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the sea or the storm a calm, and so the waves thereof are still. Then are, are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. To the children of men. And we'll recapture here a little bit from, uh, from the word of God in verses 24 through 25. The Bible says, these uh, see the work of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commanded and raises the stormy wind and lifteth up the waves thereof and lifteth up the waves thereof. But I, I want to capture all of it together and give it a title this evening about uh, what to do uh, in severe storms, in severe storms. What to do in severe storms. Uh, ask my wife, ma'am, if you'll pray please tonight to the good life. Amen. Amen. What to do in severe storm, severe storm, any storm. We typically are not ready sometimes for storms. Amen. We, they, the weatherman may prepare us for it and get us all geared up for it. And sometimes storms come, sometimes storms don't come. And, and some storms are more severe than others as well. And, and naturally, uh, especially those that live next to the water and in hurricanes regions and uh, some have great snowstorms. Uh, uh, many of you know up there upstate, the Buffalo area, 
they always preparing for some type of storm. Even here in New York City, I, I saw the other day, we hadn't, uh, they say it's been 305 days since we had accumulative snow. <laughs> I guess it has. 300, almost a whole complete year, almost a whole year. Uh, two more months and it'll be a whole year where we have not had accumulative snow. We've had snow, but nothing to really, uh, uh, you know, to, to uh, take time off. My daughter's shaking her head. Be careful what you wish. <laughs> I, I, I let it come out. Take time off. <laughs> but anyway, you think about this, how the, uh, the severe storms of, of life, or whatever case may be, uh, the, the things that go on. And so what do they do? They tell you to prepare is what I was trying to get back to. They try to get you to prepare for uh, things. Like go get your uh, milk and go get bread and go get water and all these different things. The other man tells people to do this thing. And board up if it's hurricanes, uh, places, uh, flooding areas. We continue to pray for the people out in California. They're on the West Coast. They're getting some, uh, some terrible, terrible flooding and torrential rains out there for days and weeks now. And so we see, but even in that, you can hardly prepare for certain things. Uh, and so we look at this and how they tell us to get prepared for all these different things for the storm that may come our way. Uh, and so in life, we, we look at these things, and naturally mankind tries to do all these different things. He tries to uh, uh, prepare. He goes and gets food and shelter. We talked about shelter and, and water and life vests and all these different things to preserve their lives, preserve their goods, preserve their possessions from uh, being swept away or damaged uh, in the storm. And in the word of God, uh, the Bible even refers to how uh, uh, life is many times this way. Life is that way as well. And how God will use illustrations or many times use storms in itself to, 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 to get man or to uh, bring man to his attention and to show man, again, uh, 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 what, uh, uh, again uh, what to prepare for, to really take key to life and really to think about life and really to uh, get our lives, make sure that we are prepared for the storms in which life is. Uh, the storm of, of really, uh, and it prepares us really to get our minds on God, to get our hearts on God, to get our souls towards God, because we never know if the storm is severe enough, we can uh, leave this old earth, leave this place, and again have to stand before a living God. And so, but in the, and throughout it all, we learn again in making preparations for that final day, really that final day in which we have to um, uh, give up the ghost and really face God himself. Uh, for some, it's going to be a tragic storm. For some, it will be a, a place in which, uh, again, they dreadfully have to face. Why? Because they never prepared for, again, what they will face one day. They did not prepare for eternal life. They did not prepare to stand before a living God. My friend and I, we pray that you will uh, take heed to this message tonight. Take heed to the, to the, to the warning and, and say, you know what, let me get ready, no doubt, and prepare my heart and my soul. Prepare my home, prepare my life, my physical, my, 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 in other words, my soul and my body, no doubt, to be ready, my, my being to be ready to uh, meet and stand before God. If you look at these things, uh, again, and so back to what we're talking about, how God, uh, what to do in the storm, how to prepare in life for things that will come our way. The Bible talks about uh, how the, uh, God is, can be, and is our shelter. He is our shelter in the time of storm. We sang those songs earlier, uh, really a lot of them reference to the, the, the scriptures about him being a shelter in the time of storm. If you look at that, one of them is from the song we sang, uh, Hebrews 6, 9, 619, excuse me, 619. The Bible says here in Hebrews 619, he says, we have a hope. We have an anchor uh, of the soul. 
We have an anchor of the soul. And so when one dies, when one dies in Christ, when one, it won't have to be a surprise because while you're looking forward to that day and naturally we will begin to stand before the Lord. You don't have to worry about even if a storm does come through the night. If a storm does happen and transpire in our lives, uh, again, where we have to physically die here on this earth due to a storm, we'll be ready because our soul has been anchored in God. He says it's sure. The Bible says we have an anchor in God. It is sure and steadfast, he says, which entered into the, uh, within the veil. It was referring back to Jesus about we have a hope in Christ. We have a hope in the Lord tonight. He is our life vest, our life preserver, a preserver of life, a preserver of mankind. When you give your life over to him, he's able to save the soul tonight. Amen. Amen. Nobody likes storms. Again, as we said earlier before, but things will happen in our lives. Again, as uh, that was their way of travel throughout the Bible as well. And so a lot of times we would get stories in, in, in circling around storms as well. Again, and some they could not avoid. Some, again, were more severe, as we said, than others. As we shared with you Sunday night about how them, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, when he traveled oftentimes by ship, and how the storms would arise. Uh, as you remember, uh, in, in Mark chapter 4, I think I gave it to you from another night, the Bible says there arose a great storm of wind. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat upon the ship, and so that it was full. And so naturally, life can become overwhelming. You may feel like your life is overwhelmed with problems and battles, and many do that every day. It's really, again, a heartbreaking to see how souls will go year after year after year and let their boats fill up. They will let their boats, again, uh, sink many times, uh, again, instead of... Uh, letting Christ be your, your captain of your ship. Many will fall to the bottom and they will die without God. But you see today, and so the boat was filling up life can fill you up. And that's why we thank God today we have someone we can go to, that release valve, that one we can call on tonight. The Bible says to cast our cares on him, for he careth for you. I'll come back to that in a minute. But the Bible says, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, or the hinder part of the ship, the Bible says uh, he was there uh, in the boat with them just as well. He was there, and Peter and the disciples were wondering, uh, again, uh, what, what, why is this, is this happening? What is going on? And Jesus was right there in the midst of it. Sometimes through the severe storms of your life, Jesus is right there in the midst of it. Amen. Jesus is right there with us. Amen. No, don't, again, don't be afraid. Even when water's all the way up to your nostrils. Amen. Our God is able. Even if you go under, God is able to lift you up. Amen. He's still our life preserver tonight. In church, and as you look at this, he said the waves beat upon that ship. Life will beat upon, your, uh, upon you. It'll beat upon your family, beat upon your mind, your heart and your soul. Whatever the case may be, life will beat on all of us. Amen. But we thank God God, uh, that we have Jesus uh, in the ship as well. My friend today, get Jesus in your ship. Uh, get Jesus in your life. Uh, get Jesus on board. Uh, amen. And with him being on board tonight, uh, he, Peter ran down. He knew where to go. Uh, he couldn't stop the winds and the waves. Uh, he said, let me go down there and talk to Jesus. Uh, when you don't know what to do, 
Go down and talk to Jesus. Are you listening? Go down in the severe storms of your life. Uh, get on your knees uh, and call on God and say, God, um, help me tonight in our nation, our world today. We pray as we, the nation is overwhelmed and is flooding, taking place. Not that spiritually speaking, we talk him. We say to tonight, let's call on Jesus tonight. Call on the Lord our God uh, who is able. He's just right there. Church today, the Bible says he was asleep. Sometimes we got to wake God up. Amen. Not that he's asleep, as in he does not know what's going on with Christ being in the form of a man at this time. But even in that, no doubt he's able to snap to the moment. You may feel like God is away or God is sleeping, but he's not. He sees you tonight. He knows exactly, he watches over you while we sleep. Amen, I'm thankful for that tonight. The Bible says they awake him and they said in their masters, do you care that we perish? Do you care? God cares tonight. God sees every one of us. He sees your need. He saw us when we were broken. He saw you. Again, when we were lost, running the streets, he sees each of us. He sees our loved ones. He sees your friends, your family. He sees the lost man and woman out in the street tonight. He sees the broken. He sees us all tonight, and he cares. Bro, how many know that tonight? God cares. God cares out there. You say, I'm out here in the boat all by myself, but God cares tonight. God cares. He cares for your soul tonight. And the Bible says and he cared so much that he was able to get up and rebuke the winds and the waves and the sea. He, so he spoke to them. That he, you know, that shows us he's all-powerful. So what do we do in severe storms or in storms of your life? Call on God. God and believe in God and watch him go to work. Peter had enough faith to believe that God could do something. Peter had enough faith to know that God can make a way. And tonight, I'm telling you, it's a story that shows us that God can make a way and will uh, cause things to cease in our lives. The Bible says he rebuked the wind. He's powerful enough to do that tonight. God is powerful enough to stop the winds and the waves of your life. God is able, strong enough to stop the, the, the overflow of the enemy. God is able to stop the things that come against us and I am, that are not, again, uh, God's will in our lives. God is strong enough to rebuke the winds and the waves that are contrary, no doubt, to the soul. God's blood is powerful enough even to wash away. God is powerful enough to do any and everything to keep us safe. Amen. The Bible goes on and says, he said unto the winds and the sea, peace be still. What to do? Seek the peace of God. Amen. Seek the peace of God in the midst of a severe storm. Amen. The Bible says, hey, lean not on your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge him. Naturally, how he gives peace beyond all understanding. In all your ways, God, I don't know what it all is about, but we're going to trust you. We're going to trust you through it. He says, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Uh, again, in Psalms 46, Psalms 46, what to do in the severe storm or storms of your life? The Bible says God is our refuge. God is a refuge. We have a place where we can go and our strength. He said a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. The psalmist told us here, he says God can help us in the midst of trouble. Therefore, will I not fear? Though the earth be removed and the mountains be uh, uh, carried into the midst of the sea. In the midst of it all, he says, he says, the waters thereof roar and are troubled. 
And the Bible says, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, he said, I have a place of refuge. I'm safe in God. The same God that allows the storms to come is the same God that will cause it to cease tonight. The same God is able to deliver. That same God today is able to help you through it all tonight. Again, some we also find in the word of God in severe storms. Let's go a little different here. The Bible says some storms even brought by our own selves as well. As we shared with you before, again, the other night, all the morning, about the flood of Noah and how that was brought on by mankind himself. Mankind brought that storm on. In church today, we have to be careful that we don't bring on storms of our own life. There's a man of a man named Jonah. His whole book dedicated to him in four chapters, really, of action pack. It's an action pack book. Uh, uh, Jonah and the well, if you please. Another place, he calls it a great fish. Whatever it is, the man got swallowed up. He was swallowed up. And the Bible says, uh, again, uh, this, uh, he, he was supposed to go and preach the word of God. He was supposed to go and preach to this great city called Nineveh. The Bible says, but he ran and went the other way. And, and as a result, God, again, so he got on this boat. Back to what we were talking about, traveling on this boat. He got on the boat. And the Bible says that, uh, again, uh, God saw him and knew where he was. You can't run from God tonight, church. We cannot run from God. If you're running from God tonight, I'm telling you, uh, it's time to stop running. Because God will allow things to happen in our lives to where, again, he will try to get our attention. Perhaps God is trying to get your attention. Perhaps God sends warnings and, and things our way to, to really uh, put uh, roadblocks in our way. And the Bible says that God uh, uh, caused a storm to arise on this boat that he was on as they were out to sea. The Bible says in the mariners, they begin to, these were expert fishermen and all these different things, they begin to worry and be weary. They said, man, we've never seen a storm like this before, a severe storm. The Bible says, and they begin to pray to their gods. They begin to have all their Navy superstitions and all the different things, wondering what in the world can we do to cause this storm to cease. My friend today, there's only one thing to do to get the storm to cease, amen? And the Bible shows us here, yeah, they begin to throw things overboard and say, if I get rid of this or I get rid of that, uh, uh, then it'll be all right. Uh, but that's not really, uh, again, the, the so ultimate source of it all. We must give ourselves over to God tonight. Uh, the Bible says that Jonah, he gave himself. Uh, he says, it's me. I'm the cause of this storm. Uh, and so back to what we said today, sometimes severe storms happen because of us. Uh, we get ourselves into trouble. Let me say amen to that today. We've gotten ourselves in trouble. We get ourselves in trouble in our nation, our world, all the way down to each individual tonight. We all can testify some of this stuff is our own doing sometimes. Amen. But we see and so as he began to, he says, throw me overboard. And, and naturally, they didn't listen the first time. They, they, they tried other things. They tried other things. And sometimes even God will say, hey, it's you and I. They say, we got to make this thing right. And so uh, he says, uh, they found I uh, 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 took heed to what he said. The Bible says they threw him overboard. And what happened? The storm ceased, didn't it? The storm ceased. The storm ceased. The Bible says God had prepared a great well, a great fish for him. The Bible says for three days and three nights he was swallowed up in this place. He was swallowed up in the well's belly. 
And naturally, it was a low, low experience. Some compared to death. Jesus even compared to him. He referred back to Jonah. He says, this is how it will be when I die. He said, I'm going to go down to the heart of the earth as Jonah went down in the well's belly. He said here it was, a, it, was a, it was an experience to where he uh, began to pray and seek God's face. He began to look, reflect back on his life, began to look down on the inside. And you know what? Sometimes we got to do that. Amen. In the midst of storms, let's look inwardly first. Say, you know what, God? Let me fix my part. Let me do what I'm supposed to do in the midst of it all. God, is there anything? And that's what those mariners were really doing. They were really trying to get rid of stuff that they thought, again, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. Maybe this is the problem on the boat. Maybe this is maybe this is old strange guy we picked up over here in, in, in Greece. Maybe it's this one or that one we picked up over in Egypt somewhere. Some strange God or some strange thinking or some strange thing. The Bible says they threw all these different things overboard. And that's no doubt we begin to look at ourselves and say, you know what? I surrender my all. And you know what? That's what Jonah did. He surrendered his all. And when he did this, the storm ceased. The Bible says for three days he was there. Grueling experience. A time in which he could talk with God, see God's face. And these severe storms sometimes can be a blessing. Amen. Severe storms can wipe out everything. Severe storms wipe out everything sometimes. And, and naturally, it's an opportunity for God to build it back up. There, uh, where we're working at now, in uh, Staten Island and various places, rough far Rockaway as well, uh, some of those houses were in ruins from Hurricane Sandy, in ruins. And some of them are just now getting back. And you think about it, sometimes, again, storms are, are of life. And some of these tragic hurricanes and things that come through towns and villages, they wipe out everything. Why? Naturally, naturally, it can seem devastating at the time. Sometimes it can be a blessing going through those neighborhoods now and see brand new homes, <laughs> brand new houses, uh, far better than what they had before. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Re rebuilt and renewed. Um, and you know what? God many times can wipe out everything clean. Uh, and you know what? Say, God, wipe me clean, God. Uh, Amen. I can start anew. That's the type of God we serve. Again, today, through the severe storms, even look for the blessing in it all. Perhaps God is going to start anew, a renewing, a refreshing, a regeneration, amen, of something better. And naturally, Jonah went back into the city, and he, the Bible says the entire city heard the word of God. They heard the word of God, and he preached to them, and many turned to God again today. Why? Because he obeyed the voice of God. And you know what things the storms begin to move out of the way when well, no doubt we've trusted a living God in the midst of severe storms in our lives. I'll give you another one. As we try to wrap this up tonight, the Apostle Paul was another man. Another man who he was a storm at one time to the kingdom of God. The Bible says he was a terror. Before he was named Paul, his name was Saul. He was a terror to the church. A terror. To, to, the, to the body of Christ. The Bible says he fought against the church. He fought against, again, the things of God. Jesus had just gone back into heaven and the church was blowing up and it was really growing us to say it was really taking off and, and God was really blessing him. And naturally, whenever God is blessing, the devil will always do something. Be ready for that. Whenever God is ready to bless, it could be some of the greatest storms in our lives. Let me say that. Before the, some of the roughest storms, some of the most severe storms, 
or right before a blessing. Amen. And so the Bible says, and so Paul, with his threatenings and with all these different things that he was doing, the Bible says, Saul, so God got a hold of him. God turned the lights out on Saul. The Bible says he struck him with blindness and, and he fell to his knees and he said, he, uh, uh, Jesus spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Why are you kicking against the pricks? Why are you fighting against me? Again, the Bible says, and so he knelt and he prayed and prayed through. And his storm began to cease. The storm, no doubt, the raging on the inside. And perhaps you have a rage on the inside of your soul tonight. The Saul had a raging against God. He had a storm brewing in his heart and his soul. My friend today, don't fight against God. No, don't despise God tonight. That's the worst thing you can do is despise God. But would you encourage you tonight? Let God, again, uh, I guess, uh, come to Christ. Let Christ touch you tonight. Come to Jesus as Paul did on the road to Damascus. Uh, his life, his life will become a whirlwind. The world was now going to be transformed. God would turn his life around for the better. He repented of his sins and said, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it is for the kingdom of God. The Bible says he went out and preached the gospel. He was down to transform man. He was now a new man in Christ. He would preach the gospel to all men and women. And the Bible says, uh, how they're from city to city. I again wrote the majority of the New Testament. God used this man. Many times storms uh, will turn you around. Amen, if we would allow them to. The Bible says, another place as he was going, now the devil flipped back on him now. <laughs> the devil didn't like him because he was doing what God wanted him to do. You know what? Storms will come your way. Well, again, the devil don't like it. He would do things, again, to try to disrupt your life. The Bible says, and there were many storms and many things that transpired. And as they traveled by boat, first of all, the enemy were trying to kill Paul because he was preaching the gospel. The devil does not want the word of God because he knows it will bring peace to hearts and souls. It will bring peace and salvation to the world. And so as Paul was preaching, the Bible says they want to lock him up. They want to lock up the church, and it was a great, great storm of raising over and over the church. Thank God for God's divine protection, being a divine shelter. The Bible says he was on trial. They would throw him in jail, and now he was on trial for preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 11, the Bible says 2 and 23, the Bible says he was beaten beyond measure. He was beaten above measure. He was thrown in prison many a times. The Bible says even all the way up to death for the cause of Christ. Can you imagine this storm that he was going through? The storm that the early disciples went through. The storm of the early believer, brothers and sisters today. What are we willing to go through for the kingdom of God? The Bible says of Jews five times he received 40 stripes. He said he was beaten, amen, 40 times. Uh, I say one, 39 times, excuse me, 39 times. In other words, 40 minus one. He said, I was beaten, whipped, 
The Bible says three times beaten with the rod and 25. Once was I stoned, thrice suffered shipwreck. Shipwreck is what he's saying. He said that uh, my boat was uh, uh, crashed. Uh, again, and so you think about this, night and day in deep, uh, in the deep, uh, out there in the middle of the night, uh, storms of his own personal life. Uh, the scripture tells us here why, what to do uh, in the midst of storms. Uh, the Bible said in journeying often, uh, perils of water, perils of robbers, uh, perils of mine own countrymen, perils of the heathen. Uh, he said peril in the city, peril in the wilderness, peril in the sea, storms everywhere, brothers and sisters, and I had. And what do we do in the midst of, he said, in the midst of false brethren, the Bible says, in 27, in weariness and painfulness, the Bible said, Paul went through storms, brothers and sisters, and I am, and I'm sharing it with this tonight, but he says, in watching often, in hunger and in thirst, fasting often, in cold and in nakedness, Paul was saying, there were storms in my life, there will be storms in your life, and the theme of this year is, why wow, we got to slip to an extraordinary God, and these were extraordinary things that happened to him, extraordinary things that would perhaps happen to you and I, extraordinary things that would happen to the church, extraordinary things that would happen in our land today, but we got to look to an extraordinary God tonight, a God up in heaven, our anchor, our, our source, our everything tonight. Amen. And so the Bible says that he crashed. Out of the, the one story is he his ship was beaten. The Bible says this, uh, this wind and waves was so bad. I brought it up to take you that story. Go on a long night, but have it stay with me. The Bible says this storm was so bad that the ship was breaking apart. And all the prisoners on board as he was on his way to trial. The Bible says, for, for the cause of Christ. The Bible says, but he trusted in God. Amen. He trusted in God in the most severe storm of his life. The Bible says, and all the men on the boat were afraid. He says, don't worry. He said, none of you going to perish. He said, none of you going to perish because why the God I serve. If you will believe and trust me tonight, if you will trust in him, look to the heavens tonight in this, this severe storm. None of you have to perish tonight. And in the storms of your life tonight, I'm turning to the whole world out there tonight. There's a God, no doubt, wherever you may be tonight, there's a God that's able to keep you tonight. Look to the God. The word of the Bible says, and that's, it all broke apart. No, every man for himself is seemingly and every man grabbed a piece of the, of the ship. Whatever was left, them and Jesus. Amen. That piece of that boat, that piece of lumber just riding on in. The Bible here it says it was night throughout the night and throughout the day. Throughout the day until they made it to shore. Amen. He'll ride upon the shore. He'll ride with you all the way through it all. Through it all, that old song. Come on up. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. And this is an extraordinary year, brothers and sisters, today. An extraordinary time to be in the church. An extraordinary time to be a Christian. I'm telling you today, the devil's going to come up with any and everything to, to destroy the work of God, to destroy the body of Christ, to destroy any and everyone that, again, calls on the name of the Lord. He's already out to destroy those that are not saved tonight. But can you imagine even the church? And so we must go to, into the extraordinary prayer. Let's look to the heavens up above to, and seek the God. This was an extraordinary event, an extraordinary storm. And through every storm, God would always have survivors. Amen. And you can survive the storm of life. 
you can survive some of the most severest storms of your life as you call on God. The Bible says, again, and so as we finish, they went to shore. And as they were warming themselves by the fire, they, all the men and all the prisoners, all the, 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 even the, the security and everybody, they all was there warming themselves by the fire, thinking it was all over. <laughs> and, and then another thing popped up. There will always be something that's going to pop up. The Bible says he's warming his hand by the fire, Brother Burrell. He was warming himself by the fire. The Bible says as he was trying to cool the dry off, really it was cold at night. After that one drama, the Bible says that the snake came out of the fire. <laughs> tried to glatch onto his hands. And actually in his mind, <laughs> he's probably like, man, another one. And what did he do? He shook the devil off. In your life tonight, shake off the storms. Amen. Do like that old dog and that thing. And shake it off. Shake it off like those animals they do. You shake it off. Amen. Amen. Shake it off. And regardless of what goes your way, shake it off. Yeah. Let God dust it up and dry it off. Whatever it may be in your life, amen, as a God is able to take you, he's able to keep you and dry you in a, and bring you into a place of safety. And so, as we close with this, I'll share with you, uh, the Apostle Paul also shared another place. He was talking about the severity of storms. My friend, this is a time in which you do not, you do not want to be without Christ. You do not want to go without Christ. People are leaving this earth, young and old. Also, it comes back to my memory now. My other cousin, my little cousin, I don't even know, I never met him. One years old, infant died. My cousin, uh, his grandson passed away. So we lift up the Johnson family as well. Again, and so so many things that happen. RSV, RSV, a lot of going on. And so, brothers and sisters, today we need you to call on God, to call on God. And these extraordinary times. Again, we used to be a time we say, "Well, people grow old and die." I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. This is an extraordinary time too, where we see the end time that we're in is approaching. The day is approaching, brothers and sisters. We believe that as well. As our redemption draw now, even as you get closer to the grave, you and I get closer to the grave. The devil's gonna fight you even more. He's gonna fight you all the way to your grave. You and I, we must continue in the faith. The Bible says in First Timothy, as I close, the Bible says, "I charge, I, I charge, I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before the, on thee." He said that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. In the midst of the most severe wars, severe circumstances, keep fighting. Fight for your soul. Fight for your family. We must fight for this city. Continue to fight for this land. The Bible says lay hold. Lay hold on faith. Holding faith in the midst of what do I do in the midst of uh, the severe storm. What to do is the title of the message. He said, let me hold on to my faith. Hold on to your faith. My friend, if you don't have faith, I'm telling you, put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. When everything is gone away, all the shelter, all the water supply, all the uh, things in which man has thought for is gone, we're going to need ultimately God, the life preserver, the keeper of life. He said, a good conscience he says here, and having put away, uh, uh, let me back up, excuse me. He says, according to the prophecies went before thou 
might as well go where holding faith a good conscience. He said, and some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. Don't shipwreck your life by departing from the faith. Don't shipwreck your life by saying no to God. The devil will want us at the bottom of the sea. There are many, many ships at the bottom of the sea as we speak right now. Many beginning today that uh, uh, that lost their souls without Christ, shipwrecked, destroyed their own lives. Beginning today, we must, we must call on God. You must seek the Lord's face. Call on and give your life over to Jesus now. Paul said, you know what, let me call on God before I make a mess of my life. Jonah said, let me call on God before I make more of a mess of my situation. Let me call on God. Let me call on God now while there's still time. Let me get in this ark before the floods come. Let me get to Jesus. What do I do if I'm in the middle of a storm? Call on Jesus. In the midst of it all, like Peter, he says, Lord, I perish. Lord, I need your help. Lord, step in. My friend, hey, Jesus came to step in. As we bow his reverence to God tonight. What do we do in the midst of it all, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of severe storms, in the midst of it all? I'm telling you that, get to God, get to that refuge, that place. Call on Jesus, that anchor and the hope that we have tonight. Our only hope is God. Our only hope is God tonight. The world is falling apart. The world is, is just being overwhelmed by sin and the things of this world. I'm telling you, put your hope in God. We have an anchor in him. The unstableness of this world, the ups and downs of the winds and the waves of life. Hills and valleys, the ebbs and flows. But tonight, my friend, look to Jesus, the anchor. He's steadfast and sure. My friend, houses may come, houses may go, things may come and things may go, but Jesus is still there. He's there, you can call on him. Jonah knew who to call on. Paul knew, and all the men and women of old knew who to call on. It was God. God tonight, call on Jesus, the Son of Almighty God one who gave his life came to cause that one to cease the, the, the storm to cease my friend he's able to do it the storm that, that circles around every life that's lost tonight the winds that circle every life the doom that's over, over everyone's head our God today is able to push the clouds away he's able to give you a bright and new day today his name is Jesus through, the, through his sacrifice he came to the earth to cause war, war, uh, storms to cease. He came to the earth to, 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 to draw man and bring him into that place of safety, to, play, to be that life preserver, to be that life preserver for our souls. My friend, call on him tonight. Give your life over to Jesus. He came to give his life. He says if we hold on to our lives, we're going to lose it. If we hold on to ourselves, we'll lose it. But if we surrender, we surrender and say, God, it's me. I need to be saved. I need a savior. Save me, Lord. Save me. Reach out and say, God, save me. Throw me that lifeline. Throw me. I want to be saved today. I believe that you're the son of God. God, I believe that you came and gave your life for me on that old rugged cross. Shed your blood to wash away all my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins. God caused these storms in my life to cease. And tonight we pray, tonight that you will make that your prayer. Accept him your Lord and your Savior. Call on Jesus tonight and he's faithful and just to save you tonight. He's willing to come into your life. Let him be the captain of your life tonight. As we look to the Lord in prayer tonight, as we stand to our feet, I'm a, we're going to wrap up tonight. The Bible says whatever the storm you may go through, whatever you face, whatever things you are, are facing ahead, 
be prepared. Build your life on Jesus. We don't know what may come, but whatever comes my way, let your light be in his hands. How strong the winds it may be, stand in Christ. Stand on that solid rock, that cornerstone. The rock of ages has stood the test of time. There have been many storms that have come and gone, but Jesus is still the one. He's still our firm foundation, that strong tower. Look to the Lord. We pray for one another. Pray for the Lamb. Pray for, again, those not here tonight. Let's seek the Lord today. Let's pray that many women will come to safety. Come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, tonight we pray that God, whatever the case may be, whether it's a storm that we're going through, whether God calls the storm to cease or not, he'll give you the strength that you need. Give you the strength that you need to withstand to stand firm until it's all said and done. To stand in the word of God until, until, no doubt the sky is clear. Look to the Lord our God tonight. He says what to do. He said all oh, that men would praise him. Back to our text. All oh, that men would praise him. All oh, that men would praise him tonight. All oh, that men would reach out and touch the Lord. Psalm said all oh, that men would praise him. In the midst of the sea and the winds and the waves blow, he says, all oh, that men would praise him. In verse 25, it says, they would lift up their hands to the Lord. They would lift up their hands as the waves and the winds raise and beat upon us all. He said, all oh, that men would praise him. Even when their hearts are ready to be melted, he says he will be able to save in the midst of it all. Go ahead and sing it for a little while. Let's call on God. Let's praise him. Seek the Lord our God. Seek him tonight. Seek the Lord our God tonight as we call upon him. Lord, Captain, tonight.
today let's be surrendered to God from the pulpit to the pew all across the community all across our world all across the nation we hold that men would praise him let that be our prayer pray for men and women from all walks of life that they will come to know the Lord again because extraordinary things are on the way good and bad and ugly the good the bad and ugly all facets of it but through it all, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. Through it all, Jesus, our Lord. Amen. God bless you, our prayer. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday at 11 a.m. Come on back and be with us. We'll see you soon. Amen. Good. Oh, yes. Offering, offering, offering. Please, please, please. Amen. If you're able to give, it's still up on the screen there. Amen. There's some other prayer requests up there, but up on the screen. Uh, through our text to give, text to give at 347-229-9933. If you want to support the work of the Lord, you can, amen, you can. And be a blessing to God. Again, I, I shared with you before how people from even just not even in this region are sending in uh, offerings and various things to support the work. Believing in what we're doing, amen. Believing in getting the word out. And so through your support, you're able to keep the lights on, keep the heat on, amen, and various things. And support the work, and that's how you get your blessing. Amen. Sometimes the financial storm is ceased <laughs> because you sow into the kingdom of God as well. And so we encourage you through that, through text to give at 347-229-9933. We also have uh, uh, through our website at mintcc 